this is Trina. And Jennifer. And this is episode 11 of What Would Trina Do? And we've got music. Told you we'd do it. We got music this time. Yeah, music. <laughs> so we're going to go straight into our discussion. Um, we, uh, the trailer for this new program called Glow came out. Yes. Now, I know you haven't started watching it. Mm-hmm. I was just going to watch maybe one or two episodes, and I watched half the series. Um, so, um, no spoilers. Um, really diverse uh, cast of characters. Mm-hmm. It's 80s, so they've got, a lot of, um, they've got a lot of really good music, a lot of references. Um, and they talk about stereotyping and... It, it 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 really goes into it, and not just on like a surface level. Okay, and so it's like, is it like good retro, like how um, what was that show? Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. Yes. Okay, great. Like with the I'm hair and the music. Like um, it felt authentic, retro, yes. not, oh, look at this. Even like the look of it. You know how like 80s movies kind of had a certain look to them? Mm-hmm. I feel like it had that. Oh, like, I can't wait to like, see Like it. I don't know if they dug out some old equipment. I, not, not that I'm like a cinematography expert, but it just had that feel for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yes. And you know how, you know how like Orange is the New Black, it kind of centers around... Um, Women? It centers around women, but it centers around Piper, mm-hmm. and Piper is not a likable character. Yeah. I kind of feel like, I, I that's kind of how Glow is for me. Like, it centers around one main character, and she is not likable, but then when they open it up and start exploring the other characters, it just makes it infinitely better. Right. So, that. Right. Yeah, because so if, if, if Orange is the New Black was solely about Piper... <sighs> I couldn't bear it. Yeah. And I liked her in the first season. It just, she started making all these choices. And you're just like, what the heck? And it's like, can we just, people are like, can we just kill her off Yeah, or I something? think second season did it for me. And I was like, yeah, mm, not a fan. But, th- but they definitely explored other characters. So I can't wait to see Glow and talk about it yes maybe next week like because i'm i wouldn't be surprised if i got through the last five episodes today because i was like okay i gotta sleep i gotta sleep we um we saw wonder woman a couple yes. of weeks ago we didn't want to go too far into it because we didn't want to spoil it when we basically we d- we we did a podcast like literally the day after no the day we saw it mm-hmm. that was like the opening weekend so we didn't want to do a spoiler that's cast that's how excited we were yes <laughs> so now we're gonna really go into it so what were some things that you liked about the movie um I liked her character I thought they did a really good job with her character she wasn't like over sexualized um and I feel like they did great like. Like, you could see her learning about the world outside of her island. And, like, they showed, like, a great progression in her character, especially when it was in relation to men, to other people she met, and to, like, understanding her role in the world. I like that a lot. Um, I thought the, like, just the locations that they chose, the costumes, it was a beautifully, beautifully made movie. I think they did a good job with the male characters. Like, they were very complimentary to the movie. And, no it, and it was a man that wrote the script. So, of course, 
was it a they, woman that directed? Yeah, the, okay. the director was a woman, mm-hmm. and the, the the person who wrote the script was a man. So of course the supporting characters were fully fleshed out. <laughs> right. Oh well, yeah, because then if it had been the other way, like look at what's her name, Black Widow, where you just feel like there could be more to her character in the. I guess that's the opposite, a male-dominated movie with a female like she, support. She is that strong female character stereotype, but not necessarily in a good way. So, yeah, oh, so, so back, back to Wonder Woman. Yeah, sorry, that was like a derail. Well, we do no. that. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what Trina would do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So the, the the male characters were really great. They fit really good into the storyline. Um... What else could I say that I liked about it? Um, I'm going to defer back to you because I'm sure there's something. It's been two weeks. Okay. So I liked the island. I thought the island was beautiful with the shiny water. Oh, and the Amazons. (laughs) I love the Amazons. Uh, And the fights. I mean, but um, it looked really cool. The the jumping off the horses, the doing the backflips or leaning all the way off the horse and to pick up your shield and then you get back on and you keep riding. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. It would have been nice if maybe they could have focused a little bit more on the island because I really liked it. I hope that there will be another Wonder Woman and they'll go into it because having seen the movie and then reading stuff, there are so many different things that, and we can get into it after you finish and you're like. And there were young women and there were older women and it wasn't mm-hmm. like older, but they had so much Botox that you couldn't see any lines no. on their faces. No, they, you could see the lines. And those women were muscular. They the were aunt, muscular. Do you know who the aunt was? Robin Ray. Yes. yes. The Princess like, Bride like, is now. another female character. The Princess Bride has grown up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now she's kicking tail. She's still bossy though. It's mm-hmm. like, that's right. Don't lose that bossiness. That's, that's, that, that's, that's one of your best qualities. Yes. And I liked how, you know, her and, and Diana had that had that relationship. Like, I want to learn how to fight now. Like, no, your mother said, okay, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I did. I like, it was a very, it was very sad when she died. It was, and I don't know if it was really necessary. Because I'm like, would that bullet have killed Diana? So I was reading something where they think that um, she... She will be back in a new, in some fur. If they are talking about bringing her character back and the mother's character back in some more Wonder Woman things. And the woman who cried over her, which I feel bad because I assumed that, you know, Amazons, this must be her lover. That was a sister. Oh. <laughs> so now I our, feel our mind was very, in the gutter. Very, I, was, I was stereotyping people. I'm sorry. Well, I, I mean, is it really that out of line to assume that a women full an island full of women there's I don't lesbians. know <laughs> but I feel bad because I was that person I, I feel like, that's her lover I no, don't feel bad she was but, a but okay we've clarified and Diana has a sister apparently in the comic Nubia, Nubia. so and maybe they'll yeah because they that. did not mention her at all and mm-hmm. they were both supposed to have been made out of clay you know mm-hmm. so they didn't mention her so you know i hoped they they explore that in the next one and i like how when she met um steve trevor that she wasn't immediately attracted to him or she didn't look at him and it was love at first sight she was, was all inquisitive she was fascinated mm-hmm. with him and even when he was like standing in front of her naked she's just like 
how do you compare to other, you know, like, like all men like you? <laughs> and, he, and he, and of course he did not miss the opportunity to be like, I'm slightly above average. <laughs> and then she's like, what's that? And he thought, oh, the watch, the watch. Yeah, that's a watch. <laughs> yeah. I could have done without their, their love between each other, but I get it in this grand scheme of the movie. I get I, it. I kind of like the way they did it. They didn't really focus a lot of attention on it. You know, it was like they spent time yeah. together. You could see them bonding, but it wasn't like in a sexual way. But then, I don't know, I guess something about the heat of battle, mm-hmm, you know, baby. And, you know, they didn't have to talk about it a whole lot. Like he was, he escorted her to her room and then she kind of gave him this come hither like, look. You can come in the room. And he did not, you know, he he took the invitation. And then they didn't, it wasn't awkward the next day. Like, so baby, about last night, you know. It was just like, look, it happened. We're adults. We're both, we're both adults. Yeah. And then when she got, when she left the island and she was like, this is London? It's hideous. Because, I mean, you leave that island with the fancy water and the trees and the cool armor and you come to London and it's all smog and industrial, these concrete. So she's like, it's hideous. And (laughs) and when um, they had to find her an outfit to make her look more, um, to make her stand out less, I like that they did the montage in like a different, like the changing montage. It wasn't like, oh, this is sexy and this is sexy and this mm-hmm. is sexy. She's like, oh, this is this is tight around my throat. I can't breathe. This itches. How am I going to kick in this? I'm supposed to be fighting. Right. It's like, no, women use their words. To- and then the whole, okay, here, these glasses are going to make you look ordinary. And the secretary was like, oh, yeah, now she's not suddenly the most beautiful beautiful woman you've ever met. I, I felt like that was kind of like a, a like a knock at like Superman, like the glasses don't do anything. Right. <laughs> and then when she got into that first fight in the alley, like the glasses fell off and she like crushed them. I'm like, yeah, get rid of those. We don't need them. Yeah. They're just decoration. And I like how when she wanted to enter a male space or she wanted to go somewhere dangerous, he was like, okay, you wait here. And then she would just promptly follow him in there like, I'm not waiting nowhere. Or nobody crosses no man's land. And she took off her jacket, let her hair, uh, let her hair out, you know, put her little tiara on. It was like, watch me i mean she didn't actually say that but that was basically that was was basically what was happening like here's here's what's gonna happen right i'm gonna cross no man's land and um you know usually in superhero movies there's not really any killing she was she was taking out those soldiers yeah because they were trained to kill She was doing flying, like it did. She did a flying knee to someone out the window. Like they held up a shield, and she like ran up and leaped into a building. The fighting was really cool. Like mm-hmm. she was actually, you know, like she was doing like sweep kicks, and you know, it it has a certain degree of realism that you usually don't see. Either mm-hmm. the woman does like a couple of poses, and then a stunt person comes in and does everything. And I liked how she got to know, like, the her ragtag group of um, guys. Like, mm-hmm. you find out that um, 
what was it, the, the the Middle Eastern guy, he wanted to be an actor, but he was like, but, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm I, was, the bad guy. I was born the wrong race. Mm-hmm. And then the Scotsman, she was like, oh, it's so wonderful when you sing. And then after that, you couldn't tell him nothing. He was singing. <laughs> <laughs> and his singing was horrible, horrible. But he was so happy. Lovable, yeah. And, and I think that was what she's like, oh, you know, he's so happy. Like, why can't he? And for her, it, she got to him early on because she saw him crying in his sleep and I thought that was beautiful yeah like what's wrong with him he's got a ghost and then you had the Native American who she I think mostly related to because he didn't have a country that guy who would he say that man's people took over all my stuff (laughs) yeah and you see that and I guess that kind of was like starting her wheels turning because here they are working together and because at first she thought he was like an ennoble for what he was doing. Like that's not right. You're out here. I think he was a con artist. Not a con artist. He was a a thief. I don't remember. It's been too- <laughs> like he was he was getting contraband to them. Like he was the oh. one that was getting the stuff. So I, I forget. But they were all, they all had like these criminal elements to them that went against her um, her moral code. Right, which was very, very black and white because these are, you know, they're from the mythology and everything had to be one way. If it was the other way, it's, you're totally wrong. So there was no gray for her. Yeah, and I, I I also liked the part where they were talking about, oh, well, we, we can't save those people. And it was like, who the hell do you think you are to sacrifice a bunch of people while you're safe? So it's like... You can, so some things, in my opinion, are black and white. It's like, you don't sacrifice a bunch of people while you're sitting off somewhere safe. Right. And are we, are we able to go into the bad yet? Because after they did okay, all yeah, that. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's, let's go into the bad. Let's go into after they did all that, then they bombed them again. Because remember, after she went to save them, they went to the castle. When they were doing the fireworks or whatever, that demonstration, it bombed the town she was just in. Yeah, but she didn't know, and and yeah. she actually got mad at Steve because she thought she blamed him for it when they didn't, they they didn't know that that was ta- that town was getting bombed, and there, right. there was nothing they could do about it. She wanted to kill Hades, Ar- Ares, 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 yeah, kill and Ares. and she thought that because she didn't kill him, that that's why mm-hmm. the town got bombed. So things I didn't like, um, you know, there there wasn't a whole lot of representation of women of color. And there were a few people on the island, but they had, they didn't have a whole lot of speaking lines. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, put those in there so they, so they don't complain. Right. And so I hope maybe. That and then when we'll they got to London, when they got to London, forget it. That was all she wrote. It was like, you got your women on the island. <laughs> well, we had our one person of color and that was the, uh, whoop, did they say where he was from? The, um, the actor? I don't count the men. I, I don't count the men. It's like they, they, they give us men of color. They, they, they've given us enough men. I mean, not enough, but they you see more men of color than you see women of color, especially black women. They're like, right. And so my thought on the island was that they wanted to stick 
solely to Diana's origin story. Yeah, because they because they, they didn't have Nubia on the island, and they're both Nubia and Diana well, are sisters. When I what I read was that Nubia was stolen early on. Diana never knew she had a sister. They never. Oh, she didn't know. No, she doesn't know that she has a sister in the comic until oh. they have to fight. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she was stolen by Ares early on. So who knows? Like I'm not a, a comic enthusiast, so I'm just relaying what I've read. But I don't know that the even the Amazons know that she's had this sister. I got you. I got you. But I'm hoping that in the if they do decide to do another Wonder Woman or to expand the story in some way, that they get more into the characters on this island because I think that it, it would that would be the the time to show more of the diversity among the women and okay so hopefully so we'll, we'll give you a pass this time because the movie was so good mm-hmm. and we needed we needed for it to be good otherwise they'd be like wow but um i think for me a thing i didn't like um i felt that them well i guess her idea that Ares had to be this general like that's him he's the worst guy like because they sucks that to me and un- Ares was very underwhelming well I knew it wasn't the guy that she thought it was and even and, and even that guy I didn't think he was a particularly good villain but when they did reveal that who it really was it was still pretty underwhelming yeah it was and I didn't like the fact that they you know the woman who was um creating the poison was a Dr. Gas mm-hmm they took off her face coverings to show how ugly she was. Like, look how ugly she is. That's humanity's ugly. And don't you want to throw this car on her? It was like, no, we... but she saw. But I think it was good because she was like, well, didn't she realize? No, she didn't want to do that. Yeah, she realized it. But I just didn't think it was necessary to 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 show her scarred face. I, I just didn't think that was necessary. I felt like, like, look, 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 we're going to humiliate her. We're going to degrade her. Look, look how hideous she is. Crush her with your car. And one thing that bothered me was like, okay, so what the hell happened to her after Diana decided not to kill her? Well, she's a, um, I, I remember seeing somewhere she's from the comic in the Marvel. No, this is DC, the DC universe. So I think that something does, like, she has a bigger role in the okay, DC universe. Okay, because I'm like, arrest her. <laughs> I know you're all in the heat of the moment and that, that symbolism, even though to be fair, she killed a lot of, she killed a bunch of soldiers mm-hmm. who didn't create big, dangerous gases. So I'm like, yeah, she likes killing people. I'm like, why didn't you kill her? But okay, she's got a, a bigger yeah, so. role in the grand scheme of things. And I guess that moment was very symbolic that, no, I'm not going to give up on humanity, even though sometimes I look around and I'm like, yeah, you should have just crushed. You should have just crushed her with that car because humanity sucks. No. <laughs> Humans are awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from the one that's saying that, huh? No. So maybe she'll go on to be a, a formidable foe for her in another you know, and really. I also did not like the fact that she was subservient to some guy that she vaguely had a romantic interest in. Who the doctor gave? Yes. Yeah, I'm like, really? Why couldn't she just be the main villain? I well, agree. well, not necessarily the main villain, but like the villain right before Ares, like the guy who was. Why couldn't she be in charge? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was because it was maybe the timeline. But even then, it was mm-hmm. like you could tell that she was vaguely romantically um, interested. 
Yeah. Like, she's like, here, I made this one especially for you. So you can get your power. And I'm just like, yeah, that's when I knew he wasn't Aries. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he should be fine. He should need your little concoction. And I thought it was interesting when um Steve was trying to seduce her. And for a second, it looked like she was going for it until, like, Diana walked into the room and she's like, mm, yeah. I see where you I see, yeah, I see where your interests are. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was like, really, you couldn't stay in character. And another thing, I mean, even though they didn't sexualize her, it was like, I felt like a lot hinged on her attractiveness. Uh, like it was like, like when um they were at that bar meeting with the with the two guys that Stephen was recruiting, and mm-hmm. you know someone tried to come in and take a swing at the Scotsman, and she like just grabbed him and flung him across the room, and the guy was like, "I'm frightened but aroused at the same time." And it was like, yeah, I laughed, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of. Eh. <laughs> I was gonna go thinking you were going to go the route of like her having to lure the guy that she thought was Aries through her beauty and that that I was kind of like really okay yeah okay yeah it, it was like look you're the strongest person in the room you could have just came in there look <laughs> I mean, it's like we got Hulk Hulk is ugly and brutal and a brute and like why can't we have females that could be ugly and brutal and brutes and good guys? But yeah, overall, really well done. Better than any DC movie. But I'm, if I'm being honest, I enjoyed it more than any of the any of the recent Marvel movies I've seen. Okay. So yeah, you know, hopefully I. But but don't get it twisted. I'm holding you to a higher standard. I know, I know. It's not fair. What, Marvel? No, no. Um, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Okay. I, it's not fair. It's not fair. But you know what? You're all we have right now, so. Right. And now Marvel needs to get on board. They need to come up with a female-led ensemble. I or... know. I shouldn't have to wait until 2018 to see something. And even then, it, it, it's centered around a male character, but at least... They they didn't forget, oh, black women are in Wakanda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, and maybe that's why Marvel, Marvel's diversified in other areas. They, I mean, they did give us some female-led uh, TV series, not movie. Yeah, but I want, I want the full fairy tale. I want the movie with the black women and the things. And not black women that are supporting characters to a male lead, even though I'm excited about... Black Panther, you better not bootleg it. You better not fire stick it. We snitching. We snitching. Yeah, you better watch it. Oh, man, I can't wait for Black Panther. Okay, so we have, um, we've talked about good things. Now let's talk about Iron Fist. Iron Fisting. Yes, this is our last Iron Fisting segment because I finally got through season one and I just, I don't have another Iron Fisting session. I don't have, I I, I can't. I I cannot watch that again. You know, if you're going to take a show called Iron Fist, which I would imagine should be centered around martial arts, you should have the best martial artists. You should at least be as good as Daredevil, if not better. And if you're not going to focus a, a show called Iron Fist on the fighting, 
I mean, there was a lot of fighting, but it was mediocre. I mean, there were some, there were some decent sequences when you got towards the end. Oh my goodness, I had to get, what, nine episodes in before I saw freaking, um, the drunken master, who was his, um, Louis, Louis Tan, Louis Tan, who also, um, he, um, he auditioned for the role of Iron Fist, Mm -hmm. and they gave it to, um, they gave it to Finn Jones, and it was like, okay, dude, I need to see some acting, or you need to, you need to get your, I mean, he, I didn't think his performance was that great. Now, to be honest, the dialogue, yeah, I can't to begin tell. with, yeah. was, was pretty bad. And so that's my issue. I can't tell if it's the acting or if it's the director. Well, I don't know, because when Rosario, like, scenes that Rosario Dawson was in, I felt like her dialogue felt more genuine. Like, right. when she was like, your plan sucks, or... Right, but she's not playing anything different than she's been playing this entire, like, Marvel thing. Like, it's not going to be hard to give her some lines to say, because she's playing the same person, the person of reason in everything. True. Like, she's like, I just want you guys to know I regret coming to China with you. <laughs> like, Which like, is like when she tells, uh, what's the guy, Daredevil, when he's stupid or he's been stupid. Or she's telling Luke Cage how stupid he's been. Like, she's playing, <laughs> she's saying the same lines from everything else. I think she's good at this by now. Great job. Or maybe they gave her the script and she was like, okay, Claire would say... So that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whereas everyone else literally just followed the script. <laughs> right, no, I'm sorry. I'm not giving Rosario Dawson that much credence. I feel like, no, she's playing the same thing that hasn't been changed. So she's been the same person all the time. We're just going to see the same Claire versus like, I don't know. Or maybe she just has enough um, pull where she can just say, or she can just tell the writer, I'm not, I'm not saying it the way you you wrote it and maybe she's just been doing that all along. I'm going to give her a certain degree of credit because like you said, she plays, she's pretty consistent and everyone else is, um, is different. Yeah. I mean, but even the person who played the attorney, she played the same asshole that she played in Daredevil. I or don't else know. We saw her. I felt like she was more oh, like Jessica Jones. She was in Jessica Jones too. I felt like she was more likable in this one. Like, like you know, she had like a soft spot for Danny's father. So it was mm-hmm. like she kind of looked at Danny and was like, okay, well, like we just need to get some proof that you are his son. And, you know, like she kind of like, oh, here, let me take you under my wing. And here's a little bit of money and a nice place to stay. But he got a place to stay from Harold Meacham. I felt like she kind of helped arrange it, though, didn't she? Because nobody was really trying to help him. He was like... Harold Meacham got him some place to stay. That big... The big condo? What did... Was it after she basically proved that... Like, I know Harold was like, okay, well, he's the real Danny Rand, so give him a spot in the company. But it was still... Are you talking about in the office? Yeah, he got him the... the, the he told him, like, like, either make him an offer or, you know, give him a... a, a like, you know, give him what he's entitled to. Because he was still sleeping on the streets when she was dealing with him. Yeah, but as soon, right right after he met with her, he was off the streets. He was still on the streets. No, he was Harold off Meacham the streets. Harold Meacham got the, the place, and then no, she, he tried to the go lawyer. with... I'm not watching it again to prove you wrong, though. <laughs> I, I can't. 
could look it up on the internet. No, I'm not. I don't care. I don't care enough. I don't care enough. Yeah, but she was still she was still a very um very blunt person. Like she didn't play anyone different. She was nice to somebody who she particularly liked. And... Yeah, because because she and she was like oh, after I do this, um, I'm on permanent retainer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I mean, don't get me wrong. She was gonna get her money. But I felt like she was a she was not sympathetic in Jessica Jones, although they explored her a and little bit more. And she wasn't sympathetic to Colleen because when she was like, "Oh, who are you? Oh, yeah. By the way, you're also a wanted fugitive, and you better figure that shit out." Yeah, that's true. But she didn't like turn her over, like, like well, well I, and I turning just... her over, she would have had to turn Danny Rand over. So I feel like she played in character. Well, she said. As an officer of the court, I'm required to tell you. I'm advi- I'm required to advise you to turn yourselves in. But she's obligated to do that. I didn't right. think she was being like a, like a jerk about it. She, was she like, played the same person she's always played. I think she, this was a kinder, gentler version. Right, but we got to see her with people she liked, not with like people that she barely could stand. Okay, okay. I, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings. Anyway, yeah, I was not thrilled with uh, Finn Jones in this. And I went to this, um, di- uh, what was it? Awesome Con was last week, and there was this diversity panel. Mm-hmm. And several of the guys, like at least two of the guys on the panel were Asian. <laughs> they were talking so much trash about, um, about uh, Iron Fist. They were like, Aluminum fist. Yeah. Hipster punch. Hipster punch. See, I'm, I'm telling you, he was playing a hipster. Danny Bland. Like, I thought that was the best one. I I was, like, kind of giggling, but I laughed out loud at Danny Bland because it was just too, it was, like, spot on. I, I liked Colleen until she fell in love, and then I, I, I... Yeah. And, I mean, it was a lot to Colleen that, like, her character, not the arc, her character, like when they, when you find out that she's a hand and she's been brainwashed and manipulated, it's like they took a lot of, a lot away from her. Yes. Like we were talking about like, oh, that's her dojo. And then you find out that, um, what's his name? Bakudo actually mm-hmm. gave her the do- dojo. We're like, well... And she was a feeder for the hand. Like, the kids that were coming in through the dojo, she was sending them on to the hand. Yep. And you know, another thing that really bothered me was Danny was always undermining her in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he showed up at her dojo, like, I'm here to challenge the master's protocol. And she's like, I'm in charge. Well, I'm going to challenge you. Like, no, get out. And, you know, she had to ask him more than once before he would leave. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up in the middle of one of her classes while a couple of her students were, like, joking and giggling. And he, for, he steps onto the mat wearing his shoes. You do not step onto the mat in a dojo wearing your shoes and he starts berating the students in front of the instructors like dude you're not you don't even work here you you um and he and he like he like hits one of the students in the leg and i'm like you don't you don't hit someone else's student this is really he he was gonna teach him you you don't just that's really disrespectful right and so and this is the thing that i struggle with in trying to understand his character is that Especially when I in, when I introduce Davos, because he has the element that Danny has too, where they're really juvenile. Mm-hmm. So are they trying to show him to be this person who? Because you you do it's constantly reinforced that he's never finished his training. He mm-hmm. ran off to come back here. So in his mind, he is not this 
you know, evolved master. And then when he purchased her building, I thought that was very like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, oh, I bought your building, so now I'm your landlord. So don't worry about the rent. And it's like, no, you can't just do that. Right. That's weird. But I'm rich now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I did not like him constantly undermining her and then you know eventually she falls in love i'm like oh there you go guys if you want to get a woman to love you just undermine her all the time no you know what if you want me to love you you should purchase my home and let me not pay you rent i will love you no that's not <laughs> love that's, so that, that's 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 the christian gray style of love yeah, yeah. except for i'll be doing all the beating <laughs> Like, no, not you. I'm going to tie you up. Yep, I'm going to walk you like a dog. <laughs> there were a few unexpected plot twists. I'll, I'll give them that. There were a few things I was not expecting. Um, Davos, not Davos, um, but Bakudo mm-hmm. was like, well, not even like the main bad guy, but one of the main bad guys. Right. I actually liked the way the way they handled that part. You know, when Colleen fought him herself yeah. and she beat him. But she didn't kill him. But then, like, um, Danny's friend from the dojo, from the, the monk or the monastery or whatever that was, he killed him. Right. He, like, stabbed him and looked right at him like, yeah, I'm about this life. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the hand, and I'm going to kill you. He did it with conviction. Right. And, you know, when I look at Davos, um, um, he was his. He was supposed to be Danny's friend. Growing, well, you know, the fifteen years that he was being trained by the monks, um, Davos wanted to be the Iron Fist since he was born, right? And he had been training for it longer. And you can see that there's like a certain degree of resentment. He resents. He resents Danny for leaving without telling him, but right. he also resents the fact that Danny was chosen to be the Iron Fist right. instead of him. And I like that because I feel like it goes into the whole thing that everyone thinks about the person they pick for Iron Fist. Like, why did they pick you? Why are you in this? I honestly think that Danny which was chosen instead of Davos because he was more compassionate. Maybe the fact that Davos was a cold-blooded killer was the reason, like, no, we are not giving the Iron Fist to a cold-blooded killer. You know what I mean? But they were also trained to be killers. Indiscriminate killers, though? But is he an indiscriminate killer when they're being trained? Because it's constantly said, even Danny Rand said it, I'm trained to fight to kill, to destroy the hand. And so here you have the top hand official. What was he supposed to do? But was he brainwashed? You know, is he real? Is that what he's... Because, I mean, ultimately, who becomes the Iron Fist is determined when they go, what, fight the dragon or they confront the dragon. And you have to take a heart out of a dragon. So you have to be a killer to do that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't know. But all of the other Iron Fists have been killers. Okay, I'm so not. why are we making our why are we making Danny Rand so special? Well, they they they, just, made him they, they do whatever they want apparently because if 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 being a killer makes you the Iron Fist, then yeah, I can understand why Davos is is, is bitter. It's like I'll, I'll kill everyone that I I'll kill anyone in the end. Right. So 
Yeah. Did you see what they did to those people who tried to infiltrate the K lungs? Although I did think it was funny when Colleen was like, "You, you can't. It's not okay to kill for personal reasons." And and Clara was like, "Yes, that's right. So I'll kill, or I'll do it for you." Like, no, no, what is wrong? And I like how in the end she's like, "Both of you have issues. You both need help." Bye. I'm taking these claws with me. And then she laughed. These are mine. Again, Claire was my favorite. About now, that. there was a lot of diversity in the show. There, you know, you, you had um, uh, Bakudo being played by Ramon. You got to put an in for the, Ramon Rodriguez. Ramon. You had what, Sach... Sa- I, was it Sacha Dewan? I don't know how to say his name, but but that that's that's not a white guy. <laughs> You had, um, you had, uh, what, the, the drunken master played by Louis Tan, even though I think he should have been given the the lead because he was, he really stole the show from Danny. And I mean, you know, you really saw how he had to really pull it back so Danny could beat him. Cause I'm like, he would not have lost. Right. He was drunk and he was beat. I mean, okay. Yeah. That's his style, but you get what I'm saying. But, I mean, that goes into, like, every, you know, what is that guy's name? He's got dark hair, and he's always playing some martial arts expert. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Not Jean-Claude Van Damme, the other guy. who He's, like, fat now. Luke Seagal. Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. Like, it's like he's just, like, he yeah, comes as a prick. But, you know, it's like Steven Seagal had his time. This is 2017, and we're still seeing this crap. Yeah, and it will probably continue, but I mean, it just kind of goes. Maybe like, that's maybe that's the problem. I, my expectations have gotten higher, but people haven't changed enough. Right, because like, I mean, let's just think about it. Like, I'm hearing that this is in line with the comics. Like, the comics did not have a man of color as the lead. It wasn't. He but, was. But it, again, it's like going back to like kung fu. It's like. If they remade Kung Fu, I feel like the lead should be Chinese, even though it wasn't. But the then lead you'll was have not. people who argue, well, it's got to stay true to this. So why? Well, I say we piss them, them off. Piss yeah. them off. And but apparently they don't. They... <laughs> and, and take a step, a more progressive step. Like, think about the, the, um, the X-Men. Because the X-Men I feel like they on... keep everything bland, and then it's like, ugh. I mean, but think about how... When when they created the X Men, they based this off of the Civil Rights Movement, which was based on what Black American experience. And what did they put in as the mutants? Not Black people. <laughs> and I would have been fine with them changing that. You know, you're gonna have to ruffle a few feathers. Oh well. No. no and no, no. but there was a lot of diversity in it. But of course, the core cast were white people. You know. Um, Finn Jones played Danny Rand, Jessica Henwick. I'm sorry, that no, that was Colleen. Um, Jessica, there's two Jessicas. Jessica Strope played Joy Meacham, Ward Meacham, um, white guy, Harold Meacham, white guy, you know. And it would have been nice if they could have just, they, they could have given the lead to Danny Rand. They could have still had all those Meachams. Mm-hmm. And Joy, you know, they... They, I guess they want to make you think Joy is sympathetic, but in the end, she's, I, I, 
she's just, she's no worse than Harold. I mean, she's no better than Harold. Right. It was like Ward kill. was actually the one. She he was the good one, the re- well, relatively good one. I thought the scene where Ward um, stabbed Harold was very. Like, I, I was just like, okay. Like, even though it was supposed to be enraged, I was just like, mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not understanding the... Because, I mean, I feel like they picked... I've seen the people before. I can't tell you what I've seen them in. They all look kind of familiar as actors. And they had such a good run with the other three series. It's just like, this one felt really flat. I don't know if they spent all the money on the other shows and it was like, well, we're, we're not adjusting the budget. <laughs> this like it's not they like did? they have they didn't have bad graphics it was it was a very like in comparison to like movies that i've seen recently that had well, shitty well they must have um production. they must have paid the fight choreographers for like only a few episodes because <laughs> yeah and that's what i want to say like the fighting didn't seem right and maybe what they needed was more fighters and more dancers because apparently you know everyone likes will choreograph stuff and the stuff just didn't look choreographed they should have cast lewis tan as a as as the um, iron fist because i he would, would he have been their adopted parent because apparently it was a white family he, they could have been an asian family could have been but it wasn't i mean they like, killed they, they killed them all they did they could he like the meekums could have the meekums could have been partners with and, a chinese family and i would also say like and, and, and lewis lewis tan's half is half asian so that you know maybe it could have did the whole um, yeah. asian wife white dad, white dad. i mean yeah. we That's, see we see a lot of that but they had no problem with making all of the villains of color because pretty much they're all of color except for harold the meachams Harold and Joy. I consider Joy to be a villain, even though uh, not you, yet. You don't, I don't think she's yet you, the villain. You don't find out, but she's like, "Kill Danny." I'm listening. I was like, "What the hell?" You were just, and that's why when she was like, "It is him," and she's crying, I was like, "I don't believe it. I don't. I don't believe the crying." Yeah, I mean, well, we shall see what they do with her. I don't know where that's going. Yeah, because she could be like. I'm listening and I'm feeding it into somebody. We never know what they're going with her. I don't trust Joy. I don't trust Joy either. But I, I kind of like Gal. Like at first, I was getting a little pissed off that Gal how they had Gal in this. Gal grows on you uh-huh. because she pretty much she's like, I haven't lied to you once. <laughs> right. Right. So like her character, I didn't think they did such a great job in the beginning of the season series with her, but I guess that was to make her seem like she's the bad guy. Like the same thing with, we were talking about Wonder Woman. Like, let's focus all this energy onto this one person so you think they're the bad guy. Um, but I enjoyed her in um, Daredevil? Daredevil as the bad guy. Like, I really liked her and her, her way of, she has this heroin empire, but then she's also this very wise old woman. I also thought conundrum. it was interesting where it was like, I speak to you in English, and I know you understand what I'm saying, so why why do you have a translator? <laughs> and then after a while, she finally spoke to him in English. But I was like, is this like a power move? What was the deal with that? Like, she always <laughs> answered in Chinese. <laughs> But it's like, you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I know that you're speaking. Mm-hmm. 
Such so typical for American. Like I know you speak English. Speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it was a power move. Yeah. So so yeah. She she was a pretty good character. I'll, I I'll, I'll give them that. Okay. So we saw all eyes on me this Thursday. We didn't even wait. It was just like Thursday. We're going to see it. Yep. We're, we're not holding back. We're, we're full, full spoilers. So first of all, the movie got, what, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes? I think which... that was 50 Cent. I stand by that. I think 50 Cent is on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> saying zero, 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 zero. zero, zero. zero. <laughs> which I thought well, was, it, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't the best. I would have given it a 50 or a 60. Yeah, like the, the user, the, the viewer score or the audience score was like 67%. I yeah. think 67% is pretty fair. Yeah. You know. And like, let's let's start this off. I like Tupac. Like, I was a Tupac fan, not a Biggie fan. Back I, I did not like Biggie. I, I, I definitely, I, I liked Tupac. I felt like Tupac... You could tell whatever was going on. You could tell what was going on in his life by his music. Yeah. And I, I did feel like the movie kind of expressed that pretty well. Yeah. And and two, and Biggie was more of like a storyteller. And even to this day, like, I don't need a story with my songs or my music. Well, Tupac I want to feel told, his emotions. Tupac told stories. Yeah, like, but he put his feeling, like, you yes. felt him in it. Biggie, he was, he was, he was like, it was like reading a J.K. Rowling book. Like, oh, this is really interesting, but I don't feel her soul in it. Either that or he was talking about Versace and women wanting to blow him and stuff. Oh, <laughs> apparently someone told me, because I got in an argument after this, right? Uh, a male friend of mine says to me, oh, only women like Tupac. And he didn't like Tupac because because he he liked Biggie because Biggie never talked bad like he didn't say like you know fuck these hoes da, 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 and then dear mama like Tupac did and I was like ho 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 yes Biggie did Biggie had plenty of songs where women were being degraded in them yes yeah and. What is it because Biggie was just consistent whereas Tupac had women in his life that he respected and he would pay homage to them in his songs? I don't know. I just, I stand by, I think that back in the day, because these are all people who were teenagers during the time, you either like Biggie or you like Tupac. Yeah. That's how it ended up. I don't know anybody that equally enjoyed both. Yeah, I haven't met them yet. So if you're out there, you know, reach out. <laughs> yeah, we want we ear. want your perspective. Yeah. How do you reconcile those two? Yeah. But go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the things that I liked about the movie. Okay. So I liked how they represented the most important women in his life, mm-hmm. like his mother, yes. Jada Pinkett, um, uh, was it Quincy Jones's daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you say say that Kidada uh, Jones, Jones mm-hmm. that how they represented her and even though they didn't show much of his sister they at least you you, you saw how much he loved his sister yeah growing up yes and then I also I liked the actor that played him mm-hmm. um was it the Demetrius Ship Demetrius Ship Jr. 
Yeah, he did a really great job at embodying him. It was a little awkward in the beginning, but towards the end, when he hit his stride... Right. And and maybe it's because we don't know what early Tupac was like. Yeah. But we know what successful Tupac was like. Yes. So it was easier to be that. Yeah, it was like like the way he was dancing and his mannerisms. He he was doing all that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, um... Uh, I... I, I like how they tried to tackle some of the like the the problematic moments in his life, like like the the the, the fight that resulted in the little boy getting killed. Mm-hmm. That they tried to blame on Tupac, um, the shooting of the off-duty cops. You know, you you, you have those white friends who are like, what about those off-duty cops that he shot? And it was like, I don't think he shot them. You know, like they act like he just shot two off-duty cops for no reason. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, they, so they kind of. And I like that now in this climate that we're in, we know, because we got body cams now, mm-hmm. cops will lie and say, oh, this didn't happen. It happened this way. And you see the camera and uh-huh. totally different. So, and um, they also tackled the rape case. And that was interesting. Yeah, the way they did it. Because it was like, you could see, like, like the way the woman pursued him, I, I could see that happening. Go ahead. And then, you know, he doesn't really want to be bothered by her. And he, I did not, like, I don't think it was his fault she got raped. Obviously, the two men that raped her were the bad guys. But I guess as a woman, you know, I can easily say, oh, you shouldn't have left her alone with them. You know, you, like, like if it was like, and even then, if it was like a friend of ours, we'd be like, girl, you can't stay here with these two guys. Right. So maybe as a man, he didn't have the presence of mind to think, like, she needs to get the hell out she of here. She needs to get out of here. I guess he figured she found her way in here. She can find her way out. Right. And, I mean, it was a bigger statement, too. Like, he really did not censor who was around him. Yeah, The people that had his back the most that he, he, I think he felt that they were just, like, you know, putting, like, these dark clouds over him. Like, that manager. Like, he did that man was always in the dark about what was going on. But he had some random ass man he just met in a New York club. Giving him Rolexes that, right. and hanging around that Biggie with him. said, hey, hold on. That man, you <laughs> might want to be careful around him. Yeah. And and that was ultimately his downfall. You know, mm-hmm. like guys like to say, you can't trust these hoes. Look at what happened to Tupac. Yeah. It's these dudes. Yeah. You need to, you need to be careful about everybody in your circle. Everybody. He got into and like... If you keep going on, I guess we'll get to the Suge Knight. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, and the movie also tackles why he um, signed with Suge Knight. Like, you know, he um, he was in prison and his mom and his, you know, he, he had been supporting his mom and his sister. And when mm-hmm. they didn't have any money, I feel like that was the tipping point for him. Right. It was like he needed to get some money. The other, his label was not supporting him at that point. They he were had like, been dropped from movies. Like all these things that he had lined up before, everybody everybody was distancing themselves from him. So yeah, Suge Knight came into prison, had a nice suit on. Like, oh, here, I, here here's some money. I'll buy a house for your mom and your sister. They'll be fine. And he... Yeah, and even later on, like when he's trying to get out of death row and he realizes how trapped he is. Like th- that's when I think I felt the worst for him. Mm-hmm. Like, like, cause he's like, I got to do this. This is mine. And 
even if I wanted to break, if, even if I wanted to like break ties with him, I couldn't, you know? Right, when, when he really breaks it down to Kadad, and that's when I'm like, you know, I just felt so bad for him. Like, cause what would life have been like? I couldn't imagine, cause I'm sorry. Uh, what's that man? Um, Suge Knight is just, he is not a good person to Mm-mm. have your business with. Mm-mm. Right. So, like, he, he was a hothead, and I've seen like interviews prior to this. They were, there's, there are plenty of documentaries on Tupac where everyone was like, yeah, Tupac was a hothead, mm-hmm. and he was known to when blast they, off on well, the gun when in the gun. When they were the at the casino, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I found that guy that jumped me. He was like the smallest person there, and the he's running in front of everybody. Fight. I'm like, what the hell are you running? You're supposed to let the big people do all the work, and then you get in Right. And I mean, just Tupac, I don't know, he just seems like a whole lot of people I know from, you know, growing up, and it's just like, I don't know, I guess, I guess that was my appeal in Tupac. And the movie in the end, the the ha- the half after prison, it seemed to embody that. It was like the first part. It was so... I know, the first part looked like a BET movie. It was very choppy. <laughs> it, it just did not flow well as a story. And then, like, I don't know, like maybe the producers were like, okay, we need to get the people who worked on Notorious in here to... Because then it was better. It it was a little better. It was a lot better. That I think the sixty percent goes to that. The first part, I feel like they had a lot of storyline in the there. The hair, the struggle hair. Yeah. Oh, everything was bad. Oh, and even Snoop Dogg. Even in the notorious scene, like it was just like. You know, you know how we earlier we were talking about, like, when I asked, is it, like, Stranger Things 80s? Girls' hairs look like they just got their hair done, like, in, for this decade, not for 1995, 96. It was a different style then. But, you know. And, well, at least Tupac had his struggle asymmetrical cut. Gumby, the Gumby. Thing. Yeah, the, the Gumby, yeah. That, it looked like they shaved some pubic hair and stuck it up there with some glue. It looked crazy. <laughs> that sound really bad. It it looked bad though. It and and the and, and the Jerry Curl. So wear. let me not the say Jerry pubic hair. hair. People were laughing. Like when they first showed his 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 first manager with the Jerry Curl wig, people were laughing. Because it, it looked, was bad. It looked so bad. It was bad. They should have just really gave him a jerry curl. Like, why not? It'd have been better. It'll look better. It'd been more authentic. He could have got into that role. No. So, yeah, let me take the, the pubic hair back. It looked like they shaved a fake fur coat <laughs> and tacked it on the head. It was bad. Even, yeah, and then you had Snoop's hair. Snoop's hair was And bad. then you could tell that Snoop, and I, I didn't, I, I was trying, like, every time he talked, I was, like, looking at his mouth, like, is he really talking like that? But it was a voiceover, right? It was Snoop doing Yeah, it. Snoop did the voiceover. Snoop over. was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to play me. <laughs> Snoop did the voiceover for him. And I swear, the guy who did Shock G, he sounded a lot like Shock G. Because, like, when you hear him talking and then you hear the rapping, it was almost simultaneous. Like, it sound. I would love to know if Shock G did his, you know, Did his voiceover. own voiceover. Yeah. At least it was a little bit better if, if it was. Because I couldn't. I, like, with Snoop Dogg, I was like, hold up. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't know if the... People who did the first half of it, like, was this their first time? Did they need more investment? Yeah, were they trying to be cheap? Were they trying to make the movie on a budget? And it was like, no, just call in. Just call in. Just get some good people. But they've been trying to make this movie for years. They even, at one point, they had, um, 
what is that? He's a really good, well-known director. He did Boys in the Hood. I just can't think of his name right now. John Singleton. John Singleton, yes. John Singleton They didn't was have that John direct- Singleton money. Yeah, well, no. They, it, it was a very, very um, bad breakup, I guess. Oh. Um, well, John Singleton, uh, he has his ways. So uh-huh. I guess it's like it's my way or the highway. Yeah, so the director, he said that John Singleton, I think the director is L.T. Hutton, director or producer, L.T. Hutton said... That he was trying to have uh, Miss Shakur in a threesome. They wanted to show a... He wanted to show a rape in jail for mm. Tupac. And we don't he wanted to start any... the movie with uh, some white girls having sex with Tupac. Yeah, we or don't. getting put out or something crazy we, like that. We don't need to see all that. Right, and that's like not the... Th- I'm I glad like, they didn't go that direction. And, and, and we'll, we'll... I mean, I'm still focusing on the things that I liked about the movie, so I'm not even going to get into the, 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 the other women uh, for now yet. I, I, I loved the actress that played his his mother. Um, yeah. Uh, was it Denai Guerrero? Guerrero? It's yeah. not right. Michonne from The Walking Dead. That was his mom. (laughs) And they did really good with her, with her costume. Like, when she was strung out and doing bad, you you could see it. It It was like the grime. It looked like real grime. And then when she got out of rehab, it was like you could still see that the the, the toll that it had taken on her, but she looked a lot better. Like, like they did a good job with that and the monologues. Uh Or or the part where she was just cussing out a cop. I was just like, yeah, 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 you tell him. And like, she, they aged her. So she started off young Mm -hmm. and the last time you see her, she looks like she's older. Mm -hmm. So they did a really good job with her. I wish that they did that, put that effort in every aspect of this movie. Yeah. Or when she was um talking to him in prison about, you know, how they treated her mm-hmm. and how prison is designed. Prison doesn't re- rehabilitate. Prison is mm-hmm. prison is designed to break you. Don't let it do you. I was like, "Yes. Yes, mama." Yes. So that was really well done. And I think I I honestly feel like if Athena Shakur was alive now, I she think she would have loved, respected. Mm-hmm. And I liked how they Love showed that. the evolution of his relationship with his mother. Like you could see like the like them conflicting and clashing when she was when she was strung out, and mm-hmm. then you know him getting her into rehab and how things improved, and she became I guess like the parental figure again, and not him like. You know, I felt like there was like a, a, yeah. a switch in roles. Mm-hmm. And then when she got herself together, he was looking to her for like guidance again. Yeah. Like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I love how they showed his love for Jada Pinkett. You know, you know, like it was, and it, and, and they, they never really alluded to, oh, but there was, you know, like, no, it was platonic. Yeah. And then they show them falling out in the end because of all of his life choices. Yeah. I liked how they portrayed that, even though Jada Pinkett, you know, said that you know that what those were lies it was like well i mean what she's saying i'm not gonna like let's not put words because that's what she's saying she's saying that you're telling a story but this is this part is untrue this didn't happen yeah so that's what she said because i feel like the media outlets are taking it and running with it because she she said they did a good job but yeah she relationship she was liked, not like that she liked the actress that played her and she was like look what they gave you you did a good job with it but those things didn't happen and, that way. And I feel like if they we didn't take happen. what she says, like we're taking what she says with a grain of salt because it is hurtful to have to watch a relationship you had with a loved one and then to see, okay, well, this isn't right. That's not right. And yeah. then it's already hurtful because you're watching someone that you who cared died. about who died. 
Even though they did reach out to her, but may- maybe it was... That, no, Kat Graham said they reached out. Who else said it? Because I watched an interview with the producer who said, no, I based that character off of interviews. I uh... never reached out to her. The The guy, L.T. Hutton, he said on... Um, what is that? The Breakfast Club that he didn't feel the need to have to reach out to her because so he did, had enough material. So did the actress reach out to her? That's what the actress said. She said she and some producers, but where are her facts? Because when I watched the interview of L.T. Hutton, who's either the director or the producer, he's saying that, no, her character wasn't based on, you know, any interviews. I based it, I mean, not any interview, any, any input from Jada, he based it off of the book and all this other stuff because that's where they get the poem from is you know this book that he wrote okay well i can kind of see how jada would feel some bit some way about that like you didn't even reach out to me you just kind of so I, I i can see how how jada would feel some sort of way about that i i, I thought the guy that played suge knight was excellent yeah and he i was feel like scary. for him they did a they had the outfit they had those, everything those big right. colorful sweaters yeah they had it all right with him. Yeah, they did. They were excellent with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they showed how the music was like a reflection of what he was going through. Like, they show him making I Get Around because he was like, he was feeling himself at mm-hmm. that point. And then, you know, he was getting all this criticism because there was a lot of misogyny in his lyrics. So he came out with Keep Your Head Up. Like, no, no, no. Look, ladies, I I, I love ladies. And, and Which he did. Like, he did love them. They showed, what is it? He was, a woman was like, I don't know if she was homeless, but he gave her some money or he was helping her. Did you see the part where it was like a mother and her kids? Maybe that was his sister. Was that in the movie? Yeah. I don't remember that. There was a part where he, like, saw someone and went to help them. But I liked the fact that it was like, no, I like women. And then he, like, did something as opposed to, no, 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 I like women. And then continue making misogynists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, you know, I, I liked that. And then um, that, remember the scene in prison where the mother reached over to, t- to comfort him? And the prison guard that had been cussing him out, calling him the N-word and all that mm-hmm. stuff was like, oh, oh, no, ma'am, you're not allowed to. I'm like, oh, don't try that. And, like, they, him and his mother gave him the side eye. Cause, yeah, because you already know. Because they both, like, even the mother, she had never met him before, but she knew he was full of crap when he was being all extra polite for her. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I liked that part. I, so, yeah. Now, is, is there anything you want to contribute to the things you liked, Liz? No. Okay, so the things I didn't like. I didn't like the way, like, the unimportant or the unrespectable women were represented, Mm -hmm. like, long booty shots or shots where you only see them from, like, the torso down. Mm -hmm. Or when he was, like, asleep in the bed and there was just women piled all around him in the bed and Mm -hmm. just butt-naked women laying all over the hotel room. Yes. I hated that. Or when there were shots where you would, the camera would be in focus in the men. And the women would be out of focus in the background. Mm-hmm. I hated that crap. Yeah. Yeah. And then, again, the beginning was awkward. You know, it looked like a BET movie. And it was told choppily. Like, not even just the look of it. Like, the storytelling. The storytelling was very choppy. Yeah, they broke it up. Like, one minute they're in New York. And then it's like, oh, uh, it, like, he's being, like, he's a, she's pregnant. And then, now he's a 10-year-old. And then it's like, we're moving to Baltimore and then he's a teenager and then it's like you're moving to California and it was like well hold up like we're trying to understand how did we get here right 
Yeah, so I, I did not like that. Um, now, the guy that was that played Biggie and Notorious was Biggie in this one. Yes. I felt like he was better in Notorious in this movie. I felt like he had taken, like, it, like, it felt like he had taken a Benadryl before each shot. I mean, the other thing is, like, I'm sure he wasn't to play that big of a role in this. Like, they were trying, like, you need to be more background. Because to really think about it, he probably had, like, five lines. You know, hey, this guy's not good. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, excuse me, before this guy's not good. Man, I'm really trying to get on. People not playing my stuff. Like, I'm trying to make some money. For real, for real. Who need to put a message in your music? (laughs) (laughs) Then, oh no, you shouldn't be hanging with him. He's real. He's bad news. Or what? Can I visit Tupac in the hospital? I'm his friend. And then, end scene. (laughs) That was it. That was it. Oh, but they made sure he took a Benadryl before he did that. I mean, I don't know. I I, I thought he was kind of sluggish. But, you know, and I mean, I'm not a Biggie Smalls fan. So, to me, Biggie Smalls seems sluggish. And like, then I didn't, really did. I didn't like the end either. Like, when he How they show him dying, dying for 10 minutes. Lay, I know. It was just like, he was just laying there for five minutes, just <laughs> breathing and twitching. And I'm like, why? No. That that was too much. Yeah, I, I yeah, I feel like for people who know the story, who knew what was coming, it's like, did we really have to relive this? Like, like we that? know that it happened. Can we pan away, make it respectful? Like, yeah, like, couldn't they have just shown the people pull up to him and then, like, boom, boom, fade to black? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they wanted to show Fade to black, but that, heartbeat, thump, thump. But I remember thump, thump. after that, because they there were pictures circulated of Tupac's corpse. Yeah, like, so, the autopsy. Right, so Tupac was very much disrespected, I feel, in, in his passing in that way. Um, even though I think his mother had released some stuff because people kept saying that he's alive, which yes, we did. We, we, were I all, didn't. Well, you know, it was that the culture back then, the, it was the, the oh, it was the, what was it? Machiavelli yeah. seven day theory. Seven, yeah. That whole thing, which, you know, it's not true. It just was coincidental. One thing I was really disappointed the um the song what was that uh I ain't mad at you he recorded that after he got out of prison and then he shot the video for it weeks before he died mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen like you know like if they had you know like I guess some behind the scenes for like the the session for that I think mm-hmm. that would have been nice to see where his mind was when he made that video because in the video what he he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And he comes back as an angel to talk to Bokeem Woodbine, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that was really interesting. That happened, you know, he he shot that weeks before he died. It would have been nice to see where his mind was when he did that. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, so that was, that was like my biggest disappointment. It was like, what? But what about I ain't mad at you? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, we're getting it from someone else who had a whole other agenda with their, you know. You know, they wanted to see booties walk. And peep, and I guess Biggie talks. Mm. Well, after he had a Benadryl. Because <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. The other issue I had about the women that they had, the less respectable women. Mm-hmm. And we're saying this with, like, with air quotations. quotes, okay? We're not saying some women should be respected yeah. and some women are not respectable. In the movie, they were obviously less respected women. These women look like they went to a club yesterday and was like all right come on they did not look like 90s women 90s women didn't look like this mm-hmm. um and i don't know it was just 
I think if they did it like one time, like one good time, we already knew that this was a part of the culture. Right. Like, and it was like, like you know, okay, yeah, you had women in the studio with you. You had parties where you were screwing a bunch of women. We get it. But how much of that do we need to see? Right. And then, because we're also supposed to be, be on this, like we're supposed to get to this understanding of his multifaceted nature but it's like really like to me it was he very was terrible disturbing. with money i'll tell you that but 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 he was disturbing. but he was also i felt like you know the, the 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 labels were taking advantage of him oh well we haven't paid for this or oh i haven't recouped that so he was being screwed by record labels right and that was that was um but he was also thing. being he was also being reckless with his money too he was being reckless because he was in a hotel room for the longest time mm-hmm. like and you know living in a hotel room is, is very expensive, expensive. he could have easily have just gotten himself a condo in a nice neighborhood or something. I don't know how that looks in New York, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, this was also the 90s, and the 90s were big budget videos. Everything was big budget. You wanted That's to how get TLC. That's how TLC got into trouble. Right. That Waterfalls video broke them. Right. And so you got... With the CG and the water and the things. And I liked how when they all went out to dinner, well, you know, with Suge Knight, everybody was Versace down. This was like... It felt like a scene from The Godfather. You could hear the opera playing in the mm-hmm, background. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he about to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did something. But even in that, it was just like, you see, it was... It was interesting. And I mean, you have to understand there are a lot of people that don't think about these things. And he was never one to actually think about where does the money come from? Where's the money going? Like, mm-hmm. that was never in his nature. And Suge Knight had a detailed ledger. Yeah, every outfit that he probably wore. Mm-hmm. He was probably paying for other people's outfits he didn't know about. But when they were at the table and he started giving that speech about loyalty. And even when he um when he when he tried to make Tupac his partner and they were walking down that hallway, you didn't know what was gonna happen in that scene. He had his arm oh, around yeah, Tupac, I was nervous. and I was Tupac like... didn't know what was gonna happen. He was making a face like, "Where are we where are we going?" And it was like, "This is yours. We're partners now." Like not a and question. It wasn't the... even a question. Like we're partners now. You gonna take this partnership? Right, <laughs> right. So and that's what no, but it was. You could see that there was still room for him to say no, but if he said no, he's going to get his ass whooped. And that's Tupac probably why he took him down that hallway. Had, like, mm-hmm. like, like, there's no way out. <laughs> this is the exit is that way, and I'm between you and the exit. Yeah, and he had that realization. <laughs> yeah, that he had his arm around him. But every Titan falls because you know Suge Knight ain't on that pedestal no more, and he's not doing as well. I think he's in jail now for something. He tried to run somebody over. And even if he wasn't in jail, nobody wants to do business with him anymore mm-hmm. after Tupac. It was like... Ugh. Yeah, and all the people that are alive that were still with him are now no longer on his... Because Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, they're all independent of him. Now, I can't think of any other ones right now. Yeah, so... The, the movie was okay. Like I, I could, I like the sixty-seven percent from viewers. I think that was fair. I think that was fair. Um, anything coming up soon? Blurred Con. Blurred Con is coming up uh, this week. Yep. The what the the thirtieth to the second. The thirtieth mm-hmm. to the second is the first Blurred Con. It's in Northern Virginia. I've already got my ticket. 
you're you're looking into you're, you're looking into your ticket. When I get my ticket, I get to go this time. And then, oh yeah, because <laughs> like, AwesomeCon was last week, and I bought a ticket, but it didn't and, work out. Yeah, yeah, that was my fault. That was my fault. It's okay. I mean, I I still went, but not on the day that you were supposed to go. Yeah, because I don't do the three. I didn't do the three day pass. I was like, look, I can do one day, one day. So yeah, AwesomeCon was. Fun. I I enjoyed the diversity pa- um, panel. You know where they bashed um, Iron Fist for a while. They, they 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 talked about other subjects. I also bought my first comic. Um, what is it? Uh, Tuskegee Airs issue oh, okay. one. Awesome. Really nice comic. Um, I it's got uh, representation of black men, black women, and not like oh the hot black woman with boobs and a big butt. You know, mm-hmm. like no, like she looks like a, a soldier who flies a plane and. You know, she's like in a leader. One of them is like in a leadership position. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you better listen. And then, of course, she's got the cocky one who's like, I'll try to stay in formation, but I don't know. I do what I want. And I'm like, yep, that's realistic. You're always going to have some wise guy who thinks yeah. he knows how to fly better than the leader. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it was a good read. And I also went to the, what was it, The Guild. If you ever watched the web series, The Guild, they had a reunion, although Tinkerbell was not there, but everyone else was there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, awesome con. Awesome con. So, yeah, Blurred Con is next week, so, and we, oh, we already said we have music, so. Yes. All right, so that is it. Until next time, two weeks from now, because that's what we're doing now. Yay, Tulu, guys. Bye.